the best part about celebrating this season with a five-year-old and a three-year-old at home is that so much takes them completely by surprise. They were astonished to find gold coins in their shoes on St. Nicholas Day. They were even more shocked, though, to find that those gold coins weren't gold, but something better. Chocolate, misleadingly wrapped in gold foil. My children's surprise has been especially spectacular as they watch holiday movies for their first time. Their jaws dropped when young Kevin McAllister's family went on a Christmas vacation and accidentally left him home alone in the movie called Home Alone. And when Buddy the Elf, in another movie, fends off attackers throwing snowballs so fast that his arm is just a blur, or when the Who's start singing without any presence at all, my husband and I get to experience children's capacity for pure surprise. But how quickly we can shift from being knocked off our feet by the season's surprises to finding most of our joy in the season's familiar traditions. I've learned to love predictable traditions like lighting Advent wreath candles slowly, singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, hanging up stockings made by my mother years ago. These days, I even like predictability in my gifts. Ask for a set of king-size sheets, get a set of king-size sheets. It is a dream come true. One challenge of Advent, though, is to watch out for the ways that our traditions diminish our capacity for surprise. Our spiritual task in Advent is to recognize and recover for ourselves the element of surprise in Jesus' sudden presence among us. Now, in some ways, our scriptures make this spiritual task difficult. The four evangelists, Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John, hand on to us stories about Jesus that appear much more predictable to us than they were to people who saw Jesus in the flesh. The evangelists sometimes make the birth and life and death of Jesus look mostly like predictable fulfillments of prophecy. So for the birth of Jesus, the Gospels of Matthew and Luke look to a prophecy from Micah that the next Messiah would be a descendant of King David, born in David's hometown of Bethlehem, near the capital city, Jerusalem. Now, Matthew's gospel also works in a prophecy that this Messiah would be called a Nazarene. And today, we don't actually know where this little prophecy came from. But Matthew uses it to explain why Jesus' family moved far north of Jerusalem to Nazareth in Galilee, so he could be called a Nazarene. John's Gospel tells no birth story about Bethlehem, but responds to a different expectation, that the Messiah wouldn't be from Bethlehem or from Nazareth, but from parts unknown. Some people who doubt Jesus' credentials as Messiah say to each other in John's Gospel, when the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Yet we know where this man is from, that is, from Nazareth in Galilee, so therefore he can't be the Messiah. John's Gospel tries to show its readers that Jesus isn't just a man from Nazareth in Galilee, but a son who comes from, from the mysterious and unknown heart of God, just as people predicted he would. So in different ways, the four Gospels turn what was a complete surprise 
into a seemingly predictable story. The complete surprise that people had to deal with is this, that Jesus, the anointed one proclaiming God's kingdom, came from the region of Galilee. Hardly anyone was prepared for this. Their eyes were either on Bethlehem, close to Jerusalem, or on the heavens. Galilee was far from Jerusalem. To get there, you had to go straight through Samaria or take the long way around. Galilee was in the northern part of Israel, the part that always fell first to or made cowardly alliances with other nations. This surprise at the peripheral earthly provenance of this new king is what the season of Advent asks us to recover, especially in our gospel reading today. In today's reading from John, some priests come from the capital city, Jerusalem, to check out John the Baptist. They expect he'll claim to be someone predictable and precedented, the Messiah, Elijah, or another prophet. But John the Baptist surprises them by identifying with an obscure phrase from the prophet Isaiah. He says, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. And then comes perhaps the most surprising line in this passage. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Now don't get this Bethany confused with another Bethany mentioned in the Gospels, which is close to Jerusalem. Here it's called Bethany across the Jordan to distinguish it from that more famous Bethany. It's like saying, this took place in Paris, Arkansas. <laughs> Today, scholars have no idea where this Bethany across the Jordan is. The point is that it's on the opposite side of the river from Jerusalem. John's gospel continues to record people's surprise about where Jesus is from. People listening to Jesus say dismissively to each other, surely the Messiah does not come from Galilee, does he? Jesus calls his disciples Philip, Andrew, and Peter from the city of Bethsaida in Galilee and on the opposite side of the Jordan from Jerusalem, but a man named Nathaniel resists Jesus' call at first by saying, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? The surprise we remember in this morning's gospel isn't that Jesus was born, predictably, in Bethlehem. That's a familiar tradition that we relish when we hear the nativity stories from Matthew and Luke, when we sing hymns like Once in Royal David's City or O Little Town of Bethlehem or when we watch our community's children reincarnate this story before our eyes. The real surprise in today's scriptures is that a man raised in Galilee, who spent time on the wrong side of the Jordan, sent shockwaves through his capital, brought good news to the oppressed, proclaimed liberty to prisoners, declared God's love for justice, and gave God's recompense to those who were wronged. The surprise is that this kingdom proclaimed by Jesus was ultimately unstoppable, even by conspiracies of power with forces of death. The surprise is that God comes to us from where we least expect it, from the wrong side of rivers, from regions we've basically written off. Our hope this Advent is never to lose our capacity 
for people from unexpected places to surprise us with signs of the kingdom. Amen.